0: You ever wish there was more in life? Why are we here? What is our purpose? Is there a meaning? These are all questions that we ask ourselves that cause us to lose sleep at night and the Bible gives us answers to those very questions. God's word is where we can start and where we can learn and where we can grow. God's Word is like a loaf of bread. We can take pieces of God's Word and learn so much and be able to change our lives and grow in Him. I'm Christian, and in this podcast, we are going to search and we are going to look at the scriptures and look at what it means to have a piece of the bread. Look what it means to live a godly life, to be changed, to learn, and to grow. God's Word is like a loaf of bread. Are you willing to take a piece of it with me? Are you willing to look at scripture and analyze your life, see which ways you can change, and which ways you can grow? I'm Christian, and this is a Piece of the Bread podcast, bringing you a piece of God's Word. Welcome back to another episode of Piece of the Bread podcast. I'm your host, Christian, and today we are talking again about ordinary people doing extraordinary things in scripture. Uh, this was a topic that was suggested to me from the people for the people by the people and so uh, we're talking about ordinary people doing extraordinary things we're joined here today uh, with one of my good friends austin how you doing
1: great it's it's an honor to be on the piece of the bread podcast
0: I appreciate that and thank you for name dropping it no. <laughs> so uh just um so tell tell us a little bit about yourself uh where you're from uh, how you know me that type of stuff and Yeah. Yeah. Go from there.
1: So I grew up in small town, Montana, Joliet. My graduating class was like 30 people, 35 people. And um, I went to Yellowstone Bible Camp when I was young. My parents taught there and uh, Christian was the same age as me. And we became good friends when we were very young and we team led Mm -hmm. together, youth servant together. Um, And as we've grown older, we've been blessed enough to stay close friends and have... And and have contact like that. So that's how I know Christian. I um, I'm actually a an analyst. I work in a lab right now. I graduated college and just I uh, I've been really appreciating the piece of bread podcast for just slipping a little bit of God's word into my my work work life. Well, I appreciate
0: that, and thank you for joining us on the show today. It's really great to have our our first guest, hopefully
1: of many, to be on the yeah. show and. And we'll see. Yeah. When I I suggested, I was like, hey, it'd be kind of cool if I was a guest sometime. And I was thinking like maybe one day I'd come down to Coeur d'Alene and we'd sit down (laughs) (laughs) and you're like, oh, yeah, how about next week? And I was like, oh, man. Well, yeah, that sounds great.
0: (laughs) So if if you're if you're listening to this, we're actually recording this on a Saturday. Um, So I'm changing the schedule a little bit doing Monday, Wednesday, Friday, uh, because I don't have the Fruits of the Spirit to go through, so I have less topics, <laughs> um, so we're doing uh, less content. So anyway, um, so today we're talking about God using ordinary people for extraordinary things, and so what what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you think about God using ordinary people to do extraordinary things?
1: Well, I mean, I think... You're looking at him, you know, I feel like a very um, unlikely person for God to use sometimes, you know, I mean, every day we're all slipping up doing, um, you know, straying from what God has intended for us, but then Mm. he finds ways to bring us back into it, you know, Uh, like sometimes I'll be surprised by the way God's used me. Um, And then, yeah, I'm excited to talk about uh, David today, right? Yeah, that's right. um, I don't know, just been thinking while I've been kind of studying about this, you know, people like Abraham and Moses also really uh, strike me as as people like that. I'm sure you'll talk about them sometimes, but Mm. people who just feel completely unqualified or, um, you know, too old or whatever, um, being used for, you know, building great nations in God's kingdom.
0: Mm. Well, and I, I like, I like what you said there because, you know, kind of the theme uh, saying of this is something I saw in one of my college classrooms was God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the cold. And I love yeah, that I saying, love that. because if you look at most people in scripture, they had no clue what they were doing. My goodness. I don't have any clue what I'm doing. <laughs> like I'm just here, you know? And so it's, it's cool. It's cool to see God using people that we, th- we may think are, are disenfranchised or, or we don't think of as people that he can use to use. for Yeah. Faith. So yeah, we're going to talk about David today a little bit, and so I'm going to go ahead and read a little bit when David is anointed here, because this is such an interesting story um, of just the call that Samuel gets to go and anoint David here. So I'm going to start in in uh, 1 Samuel chapter 16, starting in verse 12. So he sent um, and brought him in, and he was ruddy with beautiful eyes and a handsome appearance. And the Lord said, Arise, appoint him, for this is he. Then Samuel took the horn of oil, and appointed him in the midst of his brothers. And the spirit of the Lord came mightily upon David from that day forward. And Samuel rose and went to Ramah. What's interesting about the story is, is a little before uh, this anointing, Samuel's presented with all the sons of Jesse, right? He, he's pre- He's presented with all these guys and they're probably built like super muscular. So it'd be like It'd be like if my dad was picking between me and my brothers and he picked my older brother, Jeremiah, right? The big burly guy. <laughs> and, or instead of like the scrawny kid who was the youngest of the family, which was me. And so <laughs> what's, what's really interesting is he, he gets, really gets the cream of the crop here with like just so many people that he could pick. He could pick the strongest, he could pick the smartest, but he doesn't. He picks David who is the smallest of his family and the least likely that you would think would be a great person to pick to even anoint um, as the next king of Israel. Um, let's touch on that a little bit. What what are your thoughts on that passage, and and how how that affects like how you view Christianity, I guess.
1: Yeah, so it is crazy that um, Samuel literally goes through all of the other brothers, and they don't even think about David because he's in the field with the sheep, yeah. and. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh I just imagine David rolling up with like a goofy smile on his face and just like Sam just being like that's it. But <laughs> like I don't know, in my life um like for me, I struggle with like self-confidence. Yeah. Um and so I guess that's one way that I feel like an unlikely candidate because like I'm not the type of guy to put myself out there and go for it necessarily. Right. But um I think that um, God can use me in incredible ways through that. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah, it's, it's great to see other examples of, of people like David who are just like, maybe the last choice. It seems like.
0: Oh, and I think sometimes we forget about the humble beginnings that David came from, because a lot of times when we think of David, we think of, oh yeah, King David, you know? Yeah, he was a King. Like, cool. But we forget that, no, dude, this guy was like, a scrawny little nerd, basically, <laughs> who was—no <laughs> offense—who was like just like out in the field and with the sheep. And and I when I think about that, and think about just the type of characters that God uses, it, it's really inspiring to me because it's—it reminds me on a daily that I'm an imperfect creation serving a perfect God. Um, and, yeah,
1: and and just yeah. how um things that seem so far out of our league, like for me, self confidence things, going up to people and talking to them about christianity and things like that like that's completely possible with god you know yeah like if you mm-hmm. look at david like okay it he said he's handsome mm-hmm. um but yeah he's not big or muscly or anything but then he goes on to you know like beat goliath and yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> talk about that for a
0: second right now
1: <laughs> yeah and, and and david has slain his tens of thousands yeah. and Saul his thousands you know like yeah. i mean that's just from a physical perspective but like yeah. the things that are possible with god you know.
0: Right. Well, and no, I, I, I I appreciate that too, because, you know, when I think about, you know, David, David didn't just kill Goliath. He took him down with a, with a stone, like with a rock. First try. First try, man. Like that, that's amazing to me. And what's so interesting about just the the whole story of who David is as a person, the whole story of what he goes through is kind of inspiring to me because I think like sometimes in our Christian life, we ask God, you're really going to use me for this? Like, you're actually gonna use me to reach people. Like, okay, whatever, you know, like, for, for example, I never thought growing up that I was ever gonna be in ministry. Um, I, I kinda, in a way, was trying to protest it because my dad's a preacher, my brother's a preacher, my uncle's pre- right? So I didn't want to go into the family business, quote unquote, Yeah. but I did end up going into ministry and it wasn't, it wasn't because I was forced to, it was because of something I, I saw that I wanted to do and something that I saw that God could use me for. But what's right. interesting is I, I didn't realize that, and, and it, took, it took my aunt telling me one time when I come and did a sermon in Wolf Point, she said um, something to the fact of, well, maybe you should consider preaching as a, as a profession. And I was like, well, I want to make money, right? No, <laughs> but, <laughs> um, but like w- when I look at it like that, it's like I, I was so unexpectedly thrust into ministry that that's how I know it's a real thing sometimes when god calls us to places where we're unsure but when we get there we we feel comfortable i I guess touch on that a little bit how how has god blessed you in your life in that manner i guess
1: yeah i i think that um it's also really important to you know look at all of the the doubts and the bad spots too. get the whole picture because that shows god's you know power in in uh exacting his plan like you said like You know you had doubts about going into ministry and all these things but now you're in like your dream job and you've had like incredible experiences at york college and things like that Mm -hmm. getting your degree and like if you look at david um i mean like with bathsheba and and all that and Mm -hmm. um just all the times he slipped up and thankfully you know that stayed in the bible you know right we have that to learn from too and so like whenever i'm going through like a tough time or a rough time, you know, that perspective comes in too. It's like, okay, this is all part of God's plan, you know?
0: Right. Well, and that, that's the, I appreciate that too. That's such a hard thing uh, for me to do a lot of times is is to realize that, you know, that, that pain, that suffering that we go through. I, we kind of talked about that in my other Mm -hmm. podcast I do with my cousin. We talked about the idea that sometimes in life we go through things that we can't explain. We don't understand why we go through the things that we go through. um, But, it has brought us closer to God by walking through um, the things that have, have brought us down. Um, and and I've seen that a lot in my life. There's been times where I look back at my childhood at things that I did, um, <laughs> things that I did at, at Bible <laughs> camp and youth rallies and just question why I went there or what I was thinking with with like doing the things that I did. Oh, yeah. And, I mean,
1: I, to- I told Karen <laughs> the other day, I was like, man, I'm glad I'm not ever going to be running for some sort of presidential office because if like my whole life was cataloged and they could scrub through it and pick out all the times I messed up like that'd be I'd that'd be a rough fired. thing to look at yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> fired the day I was hired man.
0: yeah can't yeah cancel that's a better word right? no but like that's a good point and like I, I just I, I've, I've been thinking about that a lot recently the whole idea of like of thinking about things in your past and how you how you could change it but but the important thing about like looking at your past is to not necessarily want to change it, but to learn from it. That's what I've learned from, especially when it comes to things that you were like, wow, I could have handled that situation differently or wow, I lost a friend because of this or that, you know, like it's like, ah, why Christian? And then you're like, okay, that's why let's learn and let's move on from it. You know? yeah, And, and,
1: and being you know, able to see that means, you know, it just shows how far you've come. Right. Mm-hmm. Like if you were in the same spot, it would still not make sense to you. You wouldn't be able to like work through that. Um, but being able to like come out the other side and look back with, you know, hindsight's 2020, it's like, okay, I've, I've learned.
0: No pun intended, but yeah, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, no, that's, and that's what I feel like, um, with, with David a lot too, later in his life too, when, when he, uh, messes up with Bathsheba, um, when, with that whole situation that he's thrust into, he has, he has the option, you know? To look back at that and say man i am a terrible person but what's interesting is scripture still even after that calls david a man after god's own heart and so that's interesting to me and whenever i think of that story i think of the rubber ducky story from veggie tales the rubber but
1: ducky story from what? veggie
0: tale like from veggie oh, tales oh, okay, yeah okay. yeah <laughs> and i don't know why i think of it but honestly as a little kid, that that struck really good with me, and it still strikes <laughs> with me as an adult, I guess. But like, like in w- David could had could have could have done what he could have done is say, "Wow, I'm such a terrible person," and quit serving the Lord. But he didn't. And he found ways to serve God even through the mm-hmm. midst of that pain and through the midst of that yeah,
1: that torment. I feel like David would have had a lot of um, late night crying, car drives, praying. You know? Oh yeah,
0: <laughs> that's my favorite thing to do.
1: <laughs> yeah it feels good yeah it does so
0: let me see what what other things strike strike you in and we can we can go even into the life of David I suppose but what are some things that strike you in David's ministry um and what I mean by that is you know we don't really think of David's work as a ministry but it was you know he was serving the kingdom of God um albeit in the Old Testament but he He was still, you know, serving the kingdom of God and and doing the will that God wanted him to do. What are some things that strike you about his character, about the character of David?
1: Um, I think uh, it's really incredible just how honest and like clear um, he is. Like, I mean, he gets into trouble with his coat of many colors because, um, he like tells them all he had the dream where like the sun and the moon or whatever, they were all bowing down to him. And, you know, he's prophesying and that's his like spiritual gift. One of them. Um, and his brothers just couldn't handle it. They were like, who does he think he is? You know, but he was mm-hmm. just, he was just doing his thing. And so like, I appreciate that about him too. Cause like, I mean, there's going to be a lot of times in our lives where like, I don't I'm not really sure I've found my spiritual gift yet honestly. I I mean mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are searching for theirs uh, and I'm waiting for that opportunity. Um but once you find it to like do it just unashamed and unabashed, you know. Mm-hmm. That's one thing I really appreciate about David's character. He just like he just goes and does it.
0: Right. Well, and like and and I think of that a lot too. Like even in the midst of everything that he messed up with and and everything that he had to struggle through, he he found a way to give the glory back to God, which is something yeah. that's super hard to do in your life. Something that's super hard to to even fathom sometimes is, is the idea of, well, yeah, I'm going through this pain. I'm going through this hardship, but how am I going to give it back to God? And that's something I've always admired about David um, as a man of God. The idea that he is so unashamed about the message of, 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 of God and, and who he is and, and that he's willing to do things. And, but but the other thing that kind of strikes me about his character is that even when he does mess up, and even when, like he does his big thing with Bathsheba, sends his husband to the front of the lines, basically murdered his husband. Mm-hmm. When you think about it, yeah, um, like that to me strikes strikes a lot because it's like, what type of man what type of man would would have David had to be that even after that he was still called the man after God's own
1: heart? You know, like
0: yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, no, he definitely wears his heart on his sleeve and his, his examples of like repentance and um, asking God for forgiveness in those times are are super inspiring. And um, I think it also like, like you said, he's a man after God's own heart. And like, I guess like, um, I guess we should, I'd like to ask you just like, what do you think, what do you think that means to be a man after God's own heart? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that look like?
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a very good question. I think it's, to me, I think being a man after God's own heart is knowing that we are imperfect, knowing that in moments you're going to mess up, but it's how you respond in those moments. I think it's more of, wow, I could have handled this situation differently. How can I learn from it? Um, what are some things I can do to to better, better just be able to move on from it, but not move on from it in the sense I'm going to forget it, but move on from it in the idea that, look, I'm doing my best to do my best as a person. I'm doing my best to put my best foot forward in my Christian walk. And I think especially yeah. in the Christian life, I think it's about about sharing Jesus unashamed, but learning how to approach people with it.
1: Yeah. And I think like um, if if there was someone like David around today, um, labeled a Christian or not, people mm-hmm. would call him very spiritual, right? right? He He's just like in tune with that like yeah um sure he can mess up but like when he is worshiping and praising god there's no doubt of his intentions there you know it, yeah. it's just pure and that's right i don't know that's kind of where i think about it um and i don't know i just i guess also it's it's so freeing to know that you know obviously man looks at the outward appearance just like samuel was looking at his brothers first yeah um, but like god looks at the heart you know Right and um, yeah, that's just so freeing because no matter how close you know someone, a friend, uh, a, a spouse, even, no matter how close you get to them, there's still going to be parts of them that are unknown to you, you know. Yeah. But God knows us all incredibly deeply, and yeah. and we need to like take advantage of that, like David does, and just be pure, and um, open with Him.
0: I'm glad you brought up the coat of many colors with Joseph too, because I. That that's such a good example too of, of we're talking about another person and that that is God using the unexpected. But when Joseph has his dream of his brothers like bowing down to him and everything like that's that's so cool because to me Joseph shares a lot of similar qualities with David um, in a weird sense that he is um, he's just willing to do God's work and with David I, it's hard for me to think like what was David's I always think what was David's reaction when he came and saw Samuel anointing him. Like, what was his reaction to that? Because to me, I'd be freaking out, man. Like, let me tell you, like, I don't know what I would do in that situation.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. I said David's coat of many colors earlier. My bad. Yeah, yeah. No, you're
0: good. I was just, I was just, I wanted to correct that without like outright saying, hey, yeah. I think, <laughs> but you're good. But no, it's it still applies. Like that, like Joseph was a, still another man that, That after God's own heart in his own way. But, and that's such an interesting term. And when I, I mentioned it last, last episode about Sarah and how like she literally laughed in the face of God and said, okay, okay. Like what you're going to use me for, look, I'm like pushing a hundred and I'm going to be pregnant. Like, oh, okay. (laughs) Like, you know, and God still found a way to, to further his kingdom, his bloodline through you know, and I, Mm -hmm. I found that amazing to me. And yeah, anyway, (laughs) but hmm. so I guess there's another question is when we face adversity, what are some things that you have done that have helped you center yourself back to God? We'll we'll go with that question, I
1: guess. (laughs) Yeah. I, it, you know, sometimes it's hard to, um, I, I'm sure it's different for everyone. And especially if like for you, if your like job is in ministry and you're like looking at it every day, but a lot of times, you know, for a lot of people uh, throughout the work week and stuff, like, um, they're busy and, you know, unfortunately, like we just forget to turn to God with our, with our things, you know? Um, and so I've, I've taken active steps to like, Put the piece of the bread and and other things like that just into my routine so that like i appreciate yeah i have to you know uh i i am active in my searching for that uh, that's good that avenue and also Mm -hmm. like um just having loved ones i mean like you know a lot of people will say like oh just just go to God with everything. Um, you know, you shouldn't be dealing with this if you're having this close relationship with God and stuff like that. But, but for me, it's like, I think, you know, God puts all these people in our lives specifically for that purpose, you know, like he's working through them and it's okay to like reach out to them instead of just like having God, you know, just the Bible as your only anchor, you know, he puts these people in our lives. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, my girlfriend, Taryn, she's really great for me to just like, if I'm having trouble or if I'm feeling down, you know, just be honest with her and tell her about it yeah. and and she'll be quick to lift me up and, um, you know, other friends, you know, that's that's a big one for me.
0: Yeah. Well, and yeah, I, I, I appreciate you saying that too, that like the idea of, of just being active. I like that word, like being active in it, like, because it's super easy to slip into it, even in ministry something I have found in, in working in ministry is I get so focused on the songs I'm leading on Sunday, the the classes that I'm teaching the youth that sometimes I forget to feed my own personal walk. Um, and I get so wrapped up in what am I going to do for teaching class? How's this going to, you know? And so I've just started actually reading the book Love Does by Bob Goff. It's a really oh. good book. Um, and I'm not sponsoring it. I'm just saying it's a good book. Anyway, um, <laughs> but like i've been doing like those little things reading different uh christian books trying to uh re- get myself in the word every day um yeah. in little ways and and that's something that this podcast really is a lot about it's not right. so much making content for other people but making it mm-hmm. because it's stuff that like i'm passionate about sharing and when it comes to like i just love that word being active because sometimes i find myself slipping into periods of inactiveness if you know what yeah. i mean yeah
1: <laughs> yeah yeah for sure um I mean it's it's super easy to just have your your Sunday service be the the thing that quote unquote keeps you a Christian, you know. Yeah. Um and especially like me for someone who's like introverted and like Yeah. I it gets anxious about going out in big groups and, and and meeting new people and stuff like that. Like um it it can be hard to like uh reach out to like there was a small group last Sunday. And Mm -hmm. it was the first time they were meeting and I didn't know anyone very well as a friend. Um, and Taryn was sick, so she couldn't go with me. And she's the extrovert. And sometimes I rely on her a little too much (laughs) for being that. And, um, I was just like, you know what? Like, I just need to go. And I'm I'm going to have a good time. I know that. And I need to let, you know, God, you know, uh, give me some peace about this and calm these, calm these irrational fears Mm -hmm. I have. And I had a great time. And, um, You know, I think I think that's um, I don't know that's just a a testament to to God working in our lives. If you just keep him at the forefront, you know. Yeah.
0: Well, and I appreciate that, too, because I have my first two years at York. um, Actually, my first year, I should say my freshman year, like I was in a new situation, small Montana boy. had no idea what corn was until I went to Nebraska, (laughs) you know, and and like i'm in this new situation and and so like i my freshman year didn't do anything in nebraska man i stood i stayed in my dorm room i played video games like way too much i uh (laughs) um i i was very like very self-conscious and i actually we took a test in ministry to find out that i'm something called an ampervert which is an extroverted introvert which i didn't even know existed but it does anyway um the point is, like, I didn't do anything my freshman year because of I let irrational fears get a hold of me, Um stuff like, well, what if people don't like me, you know? And I, I do suffer a lot from, um, excuse me, from, like, anxiety and, and things of that nature. And so finally I told myself, and it was my sophomore year, I was like, all right, I'm going to sign up to be an RA. Like, it was at the end of my freshman year, I was like, I got to get more involved here. Like, I know. I know I can be more involved. So I was like, Fine. I'm going to sign up to be a resident assistant, which is like every introvert guy's worst nightmare. Right. Because it's (laughs) like, Oh, and so I, I turned on my little fake extroverted with every person I met and I'm like, hi, (laughs) how's it going? (laughs) Welcome to York college. I'm so happy you're here. Uh, you know, a little too bubbly, little too bubbly. And, but what's funny about that is I made some really good friends at York and I'm actually going to be in in one of my friends' uh, weddings this summer. Um, because of that, like because of the idea of of me yeah. wanting just getting out of my shell, meeting new people. Um, because I get sometimes get way too comfortable in my select group of friends. That yeah. I, I get so lost with it.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean I, I think of uh Indiana Jones in The Last Crusade. You know, there's that part where there's the invisible bridge and uh his dad, Sean Connery, which rest in peace by the way, he just he just oh, died. He did. Yeah. But, that is sad. Man. Um but a legend he was, he
0: was and a legend. um he's just
1: like whispering you know like it's a leap of faith a leap of faith mm-hmm. and then uh you know as soon as he takes that first step it's he's like on solid ground you know right. but he just had to take the step and i think that's like so true it's uh you know no matter how afraid we are to to do something um you know the holy spirit will guide us and uh it's amazing how quick god is to like you know move yeah. that platform under our feet as when we yeah. take that first step. Like, nice, yeah. you did it. Like, I've got you. Keep going. Right.
0: God uses that unexpected step for the expected. Yeah. 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 Well, uh, I, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Uh, it's been a great awesome. conversation. Um, it And has. I appreciate you being on the show, man. It's It's been great to, to get to hear your perspectives. And so much fun. And yeah.
1: Um. <laughs> anyone else out there? DM, DM your boy, DM Christian. That's right, man. I'd sure <laughs> love to have you on. It's Definitely
0: definitely. Well, I appreciate it and uh, this will go up on Monday and so be watching for that and then we will continue with our series on ordinary people doing extraordinary things. So, this has been a piece of the bread cat pa- oh, my goodness, I can't talk. This has been a piece <laughs> Let's try that again. That's this has been a piece of the bread podcast. I'm Christian.
1: Perfect. I'm Austin.
0: All right, thank you. Wonderful. <laughs> Thanks for watching. Have a Have a beautiful day, and God bless you. And go out and and share Jesus, love others, and live your mission. Peace is the bread podcast. Love God, share Jesus,
1: live your mission.